This podcast episode was recorded live at the 2022 ASCO Annual Meeting in Chicago by Oncology Data Advisor and Convey Med. Welcome to Oncology Data Advisor. I'm Kira Smith. Today I'm here at the ASCO Annual Meeting in Chicago, and I'm speaking with Kathy Mooney from Huntsman Cancer Institute. Thank you so much for joining us. Would you like to tell us a little bit about what you do? Yes, thank you for having me. I am Kathy Mooney, and I am from the University of Utah, where the Huntsman Cancer Institute is. And I am here presenting two pieces of our research that we have done. Uh, My interest area is in home-based cancer care, and I have two aspects of that. One is remote symptom monitoring for patients who are at home. And the other is a oncology hospital at home program. We had a poster yesterday on the, our rural-based program. We have a program both for the hospital at home in Salt Lake City, but also we have one in three remote counties in Utah, in southeastern counties, where patients come to Huntsman and it's a two to five hour drive. So we're trying to provide more support to them, particularly in the area of symptom management within their communities. Great. Did you like to tell us maybe a little bit about the background for this first abstract about remote symptom management and then also, you know, the results that you found? Yes, that's a presentation that we have researched that actually been working on this remote symptom management program called Symptom Care at Home for about 20 years. And we have developed it trying to address the symptoms that occur commonly for patients at home while they're on active treatment that often take them to the emergency department and rehospitalization. So symptom care at home monitors patient symptoms on a daily basis, identifying what what symptoms are present and their severity levels. Then the system provides automatic coaching to the patient on those particular symptoms they've expressed they had at the severity level they've had. So it sort of takes the symptom management education and gives it to patients at the moment they need it because they're experiencing the symptom at the level of severity that they're experiencing, whether it is mild symptoms or moderate symptoms. And then the third piece is symptoms that are at moderate to severe levels triggers an alert to a nurse practitioner who calls the patient back for more assessment and improvement in the symptom management. Mm -hmm. And we've been doing this research for about 20 years. It's a very effective system. Uh, We published on it in 2017 and showed that it about cut in half the symptom experience of patients who utilize the system while they were at home. And the presentation at ASCO this year is breaking down those components, the assessment, the automated coaching, and the nurse practitioner follow-up to identify, do you need all three of those pieces for optimal symptom management, or would just the coaching be enough, just the nurse practitioner be enough? Great. So are there any future plans for this research and how it can be implemented into practice? That's a good question because that's exactly the point we're at. And the reason we did the study is to see if we're going to now implement this into practice, what components do we need? So our next step is to do a study about what is the best workflow and ways to actually embed it within clinical practices. Great. 
Thank you so much for explaining. But I know you have another abstract here um, about the Huntsman at Home rural experience. Would you like to tell us about that one? Yes, and that goes back to our Huntsman at Home program that we began in 2018. And we initially started with patients who lived within a 20-mile radius of our cancer center, so Salt Lake City area. And one of the things we wanted to address after we established the efficacy for that program is that we wanted to improve access to patients who lived at a distance from the cancer Mm -hmm. program. As you develop programs and outreach, you don't want it just to be people who are within a 30-minute drive of the hospital. So you really have to look at how to address patients who live remotely. And in our area of the country, there are a lot of rural communities at a distance from the cancer center but we're the cancer center, and so they come for treatment. And so the question is, how can we provide them support within their communities that are low-resourced in terms of oncology services? So in these three communities in southeastern Utah, where we have our rural program, there are no oncologists, oncology nurses. There are two very small local hospitals, and we probably have 250 or 300 patients at any one time living in those areas and receiving active treatment, having all the same side effects and symptom issues as our patients who live closer to Huntsman, but without the resources to help address them. So part of our program, which is what we reported on this poster, was the first 47 patients we had and their experiences with it and how we set it up in the rural area. Great. Uh, So what were the results that you found that were in the poster? Well, we found that it was very effective and very effective for traditional problems that we see dehydration, nausea and vomiting, not well controlled, pain issues, infections that need IV antibiotics, and other common side effects. Side effects are both of treatment and then also issues related to disease progression. And so we are able, with a nurse practitioner and a nurse navigator, able to effectively deal with that, prevent hospitalizations both back at Huntsman, but also within the rural area of the local hospitals. I think the important thing is these communities are also low-income communities. And one of the things that was very evident to us is social determinants of health and how they impact and add to the cancer burden. Now, the main thing, as you would guess, is transportation to go to Huntsman for appointments. And that is a serious issue. It's a serious issue for everybody in putting gas in their cars. But imagine if you were coming up every other week Mm -hmm. on a five-hour trip, 10 hours round trip, and the additional out-of-pocket cost to receive your cancer care of the gas prices. So transportation is a major issue about half of the patients out there. We also found about 20% who have issues with food insecurity. And an example of a patient who'd had surgery at Huntsman was discharged home. And it was towards the end of the month, their finances had run out by then, and they came home to a house with no food in it. And so the issue of how to tide them over and yet also have adequate nutrition during a surgical recovery time is very important. So you see the intersectionality of 
the issues of resources for these patients and getting their cancer care. Absolutely. And it's the same question for this one. How can, how can this program be implemented into, into practice on a, more, on a broader level? Well, the major thing that has held back hospital-at-home type programs is adequate reimbursement for them because they require much more resources and care than traditional home health. And so reimbursement right now, which is primarily based on home health in people's insurance, is inadequate for the intensity of the level of the care. If otherwise, you would need to be hospitalized or in a long ED state to be rehydrated. And you can see that just home health visits does not adequately cover the cost. So there really is a national effort to try to improve reimbursement and look at home-based care now as more of a given in cancer care and other parts of care. And so these are really demonstration projects to get the data that shows they're very effective Mm -hmm. and then to work within insurance and government, CMS, Medicare, Medicaid about appropriate reimbursement for them. So to disseminate them, it takes a lot of education of people who want to start these programs, the issue of how you suddenly stand up a program that is home-based if your cancer care has always been clinic or hospital-based. So it is an effort to set up the structure for that. We try to have really good communication and education about how to go about doing that as we've done it. And then the, the main issue is to get it adequately reimbursed. Mm-hmm. Great. And these are, uh, you know, very, obviously very important issues to address. So thank you so much for your work in it. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this podcast recorded live at the 2022 ASCO annual meeting by Oncology Data Advisor and Convey Med. For more expert perspectives on the latest in cancer research and treatment, be sure to subscribe to the podcast at conveymed.io and ankdata.com. Don't forget to follow us on social media for news, exclusive interviews, and more.